Well, you think you have it bad. There is always somebody out there who has it worse, and I will tell you exactly how that applies to the UCLA basketball program. But first, let's welcome you into the program. This is Locked on Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley. You can always find me on Twitter, email, lockedonbruins at gmail.com. Become a regular consumer of this podcast if you've not done this yet. Trust me, it's a great idea. Subscribe to the program, and then that will constitute you as a Bruin fanatic. Tell your friends, tell your family. Rate the show as well, five stars, four stars, if you're in a good mood. Or you can trash me and give me zero stars. But either way, your time is very much appreciated. So I'm thinking about titling these Tuesday episodes as Turn Back Tuesdays where we designate the Monday episodes to look at the X's and O's of what happened in the weekend's games from the prior weekend. And then Tuesday, we wall off time to unearth what Mick Cronin and his players said at the post-game press conference after those said weekend games. So it gives us a, a different dimension to look at things and to react and another opportunity to, to bring up some different discussions. And so we're obviously going to get into that on this episode. But I want to do as well on this episode is step away and look at this as a grander picture this season for UCLA. Beyond the win on Sunday against Cal, where UCLA got the job done at Pauley 50-40. to 40. Because I know that you're thinking to yourself that, yes, there was that win. And the easiest way to determine if a team is getting better is obviously their wins and their losses, right? I mean, that's as obvious as you can get. And even though, minus the win on Sunday against Cal, the the losses have been more prevalent for the team. And I think that that's pretty much been understood and accepted by the fan base at this point, that what Mick Cronin is trying to do is not going to be able to be achieved in one year. You know, this is not going to be, hey, I take over the program, we're going to bounce back, be NCAA tournament ready right away. I think that there's a level of acceptance within the fan base that, hey, we see what he's all about and we're going to give him a little bit more time here. With that said, I think the fan base is wanting to see some level of, of progress Sure, this might not be a great year at the end when you look at the win and the losses, but they want to progressively see strides achieved from this team. Now, what does that look like? Well, okay, the wins and the losses, sure. But I I will say this. Even though the record is not flashy, the Bruin, I've taken the temperature of the Bruin fans and the community, and there's still a lot of confidence in in what Mick Cronin is doing. And like I said before, even though that's the case, they want to see something tangible, evidence to show them that this program is turning the corner. Now, I'm going to look at it deeper than wins and losses as the example of, of, of progress. Because... First of all, think about it. Think, put yourself into one of these players' shoes for UCLA. And, you know, they had gone before the win at Pauley on Sunday. They had gone over 40 days 
without a win at Pauly. And when you're in the everyday grind of practice and the results are not showing up, it's obviously something that's going to test your faith. And it's the special ones that basically have to possess this blind faith where they stay attentive, they obey, and they listen, and they don't deviate their focus away from the program or what is being said and, and what is being instructed by Mick Cronin, even though the results are not showing. Because I think one of the biggest ways to get motivation or, or motivate a player is for them to see results. Like, hey, this is what you did. And then Mick Cronin saying, this is why you need to continue to believe in what I'm doing because see, there, that's results. And if you keep listening to me, then we're going to get more of that. Well, it, it, like I said, it, it takes special kids to, to see that, yes, the results are not coming right now. But I'm fixated on what McCronin has said in the hopes that soon we will notice progress. And it, to be honest with you, it is hard when you're involved in the everyday practice of a player at UCLA. It's hard to determine, even within like the team and, and whatnot, substantial success. Like when you look at it from such a a small microscope, what says Tuesday? was a better practice and that you felt like you were so much better than Monday's practice. There, what, what I'm trying to, to say here is that there's gradual success, and it is very hard to notice. And because of that, it's hard to get motivated about yourself when you don't understand that when you're so caught up in your own world, and you're so caught up in the everyday grunt work of practice that you have a hard time really seeing that you are getting better. For example, if you're a gardener and you're planting a seed, let's say you stare at that seed for as long as you can and you have this unmatched talent of focus, it's going to take forever for that seed to grow. And you're going to have such a hard time determining when this seed is is progressively higher than than when it's not because it's happening at such a a slow time span but if you have something to compare it to then you're going to say oh oh wow yeah actually you know that that plant is a lot more further in their growth and its growth than than something else and so when it's so hard to find something to illustrate to you if you're on the Bruins team to say, hey, we actually are progressing. It's just not showing up in the win column right now, but there is progress. The best thing you can do or to show you that actually you are progressing and getting better is to have something to compare to. And so then that brings us to the Cal game. Yes, the win shows us but that's too blatant that's too obvious it's beyond just the win 
it shows you, if you're a Bruin basketball player, that if you thought that the, the team is struggling, that there's always somebody out there in the conference that is not as well off as you. And that this was a, an indicator for UCLA that while they are nowhere near where they want to be as a program, that by beating in, in what they did within the game to beat Cal suggests to me that the players are going to obviously see that it's beyond the wins and losses here. That it's not like... Th- th- this is the, the perfect example to show you. Here is growth. Here is improvement. Biggest takeaways from where that growth is is in a couple key players who have cemented themselves as key cogs on the offensive end for UCLA. And I'll talk about what Mick Cronin said about those guys here in just a moment. Mick Cronin has said on several instances before the season, during the season, that with the makeup of players he has on his team, it is a surprise any given night as to who is going to be the top scorer, the top rebounder, the top producer. And that does not sound like a ticket to success, right? I think that that's pretty obvious. And I'm going to bring up an analogy from the Lakers, and I'm not even a Lakers fan, I'm a Clippers fan, but think about head coach for the Lakers and Frank Vogel. If he said something to the tune of, hey, every game we have a different score and it's always different, do you think that they would be as successful as they are? I I don't think so, not even close. I mean, they have said superstars. They have role players as well. And they have found a way that everybody knows their roles and it all works out. And like I said, they're at the top of the Western Conference, even though it kind of pains me that they are because I'm a Clippers fan. How this applies to UCLA. We, as I said in the first ep- the first segment, we are always looking for evidence of progress. First, we look at the wins and losses, but sometimes it goes beyond that. And it's hard to, to notice that, like I said, when you're a player and you're practicing every day and doing the daily labor of grunt work at practice. And it's also tough for the fans to see. But as we try to find a a semblance of consistency for UCLA, particularly on the offensive end, I think we are making some big headway. Two pieces on offense have emerged as the go-to players on the offensive end. And I don't think that was apparent before the season started. I think if you looked at them, you might have said, okay, they were going to have good games, but they are becoming the focal points of this offense, the backbones of this offense. And this is exactly what it needs because... It's an offense that when it doesn't know who's the star, who to go to, or who to rely on, or who to play through, that it's pretty chaotic. It's kind of a free-for-all. It's a frenzy. And it doesn't really work out that well as far as wins in, in the record books. But Mick Cronin, after the win against Cal, he, he talked about the play of, of Jalen Hill, 
noted he had 10 deflections and four steals and said that Hill is starting to be a guy that we can play through. They need a guy like that because if you watch some of the Cal game, they established the post presence of Jalen Hill early on. They got him the ball. He produced with an array of different offensive moves. This was humongous because Jalen Hill is not turning into an anomaly that you get one grandiose performance and then all of a sudden he's absent. He is starting to piece together good games after good games. The other person that is doing that is Chris Smith. Those two guys are becoming the leaders that this team so desperately needed and are forming into that. Chris Smith, after this game against Cal, was asked about how in the past, the second half for the Bruins has been a disaster. They have rolled over and teams have outscored them and they've lost a lot of tight games after giving up big leads or just absolutely face-planting in the second half. And he said, we are communicating better. That was evidence in the second half against Cal. Now, you're going to say to me, well, Brian, Brian, how do you gauge improvement from a team in UCLA when you arguably play the worst squad in the Pac-12 in Cal. And I get that because there's going to be those who say, well, Cal was really bad in this game. But there are, and, and let me say this, there are examples of that. The 11-minute scoring drought. There were a ton of self-inflicted mistakes by Cal in this game. Their offense was disjointed. It looked like, you know, the team was trying to play hero ball out there and it looked like guys were playing hero ball. Like I remember in middle school, like you you play pickup ball and, and guys would get the basketball and they'd know that, that there were girls in the audience and they wanted to like show off to them and so they would purposely attempt harder shots just for the pizzazz and then the star value and try to impress their significant other and usually it, it didn't pan out so well. I feel like Cal, I know they weren't trying to do this purposely, but they took a lot of hard shots that they probably didn't need to do. And so, yeah, they did make life hard for themselves, even without UCLA playing a factor in those decisions as far as shot making. However, when Mick Cronin took the stand and took the microphone after the game, when he was asked about what determined the outcome and the Bruin win, he did not even bring up that aforementioned 11-minute scoring drought in the second half, which indicates to me that he has some fruitful evidence that you can't just say that UCLA won this game because Cal is really, really bad. Like, Sure, you can say, you can be a bit of a cynic and say, well, how much does this show that the Bruins have gotten better because they beat a really bad team? But 
when Cronin does not even bring that up and says the keys to the win against Cal were from the rebounding picking up in the second half and the turnovers being trimmed in the second half and taking advantage of of second chance points because of some of the the added rebounds. Those are things that UCLA can control. Energy, hustle to the basketball, those are things that UCLA can control. So you can tell me that, my goodness, Cal, and as Mark Fox, their head coach, said after the game, he said, we couldn't make any shot in the key. He said, we could not score in the lane. And, and, and by the way, they, they, when they did get in the lane, they missed a ton of layups. And I know Mick Cronin was, was displeased at how many easy looks and straight line drives to the rim UCLA gave up. But thankfully, as we talk about how, how poor the Cal Bears are at this point, and they are dealing with another first-year head coach and Mark Fox, who just, quite frankly, is not as advanced as Mick Cronin is right now which should give you a sense of relief or you know a sense of consolation that you know life as a Pac-12 basketball fan could be so much worse. You could be a Cal fan. And I'm sure they're going to find a way to get out of this rut. But it's nice to see UCLA win. And it's also nice to see that it wasn't just because Cal was that bad. When you have things that you do really well, that you can control, and they show up on the stat sheet that revolve around hustle and heart and fight, rebounding and second-chance points and grit and just perseverance and persistence. Those things indicate to me that there was some serious progress that was seen in this game. Plus, the revelations from McCrowan that he's got two reliable guys on offense now. When he started the season, he knew he had good pieces, but he did not know how it was all going to work. He did not know who was going to listen to him or who was going to be someone that every single game was going to be the star or going to be, I can get 10 points and 8 rebounds out of you every single game. Because one of the challenges that this team has had is that you get a really good game out of somebody, and then the next game, it's like, I didn't even see them on the court. I mean, they were on the court. They played 25 minutes. They took one shot. They missed it. Where did they go? And that's been one of the more frustrating and and head-scratching issues with this team is that why is it that one guy, and this is not the problem as much now, because we've seen the consistency of Chris Smith on the offensive end. And Mick Cronin has said, Chris Smith needs to be more accountable on the defensive end. He says he's starting to grow up there, but that is going to be what sets him apart and makes him even better. Jalen Hill garnering more high praise from Mick Cronin. Ten deflections Four steals, and we're going to hear more about what Mick Cronin said about Hill in just a moment. Mick Cronin speaking so highly of Jalen Hill after his performance on the court on Sunday against Cal and called him someone you can play through on offense. 
UCLA has been desolate as far as people to play through. That has been the reason for these scoring droughts. And these have been notorious, backbreaking, game deflating scenarios that, that have honestly been taking on or taking place for years, where the Bruins just ha- have no flow on offense. They get in these these ruts where they have to settle on jump shots and contested baskets, and, and they go on these long stretches where they can't score a hoop. But if you got somebody that you can play through now, who's showing up on the stat sheet every single game, who is buying in, and how we know that is because Mick Cronin is saying he's listening, and then when Hill takes the podium, he is defending Mick Cronin and giving him lots of props and praise. And Hill was not even somebody that Mick Cronin recruited. He was already with the program coming to UCLA under the watch of Steve Alford. But to have somebody that Coach Cronin says is one you can play through, I can't express to you how big of a step forward, a gigantic leap this is for the offense so that we can get some more consistency when it comes to interior scoring. They did not go to him enough against Cal. And I've said this before. They probably learned their lesson. But when you're as mentally in tune and focused as he is and as willing to take criticism and to have the faith that this is going to all work out. It's so cool to see how well he's developed along with Chris Smith. It would have been nice to know that those two guys were going to be the dominant forces on this team before the season started, or at least they produced like that. I think we had a feeling that they had the talent level to do that, but as has been the, the story of the season, A guy puts up a good game, and the next game, he goes in, and you never hear from him. I mean, he plays, and it's like he's a ghost out there because he doesn't produce. So looking forward, as you think about, well, where is this team improving? What identifies progress? And how do I find that beyond the wins and the losses? Look at the offense Look at the development of Chris Smith and Jalen Hill and how they have become the backbone and consistent demons that can produce, can be efficient, and have in developing really quickly, improving their communication skills with their teammates on the court, holding guys accountable, And just having some stability. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Someone you can count on. And I think as the season goes on, you're going to see more players. We've already seen Jaime Jaquez do this in spurts, where he's someone that you know every single game he's going to get you that. It's part of a young team, building a brand, building a culture, building an identity. And it's certainly not happening as fast as we all would have hoped But as we get going and deeper into Pac-12 play, and and we'll look ahead 
to the Bruins' next game, which is at Oregon State. Think about not just this season, but think about what this team is doing as far as solidifying roles on this team right now so that next year they are going to be a terror to the rest of their opponents. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We will have plenty more as we begin to review the Bruins' next opponent, Oregon State. And also today, we will have the Bruin Insider Show, which airs on UCLABruins.com. So that is more content. And Jalen Hill will be part of the program. And Jalen Hill tomorrow on Locked on Bruins will be on the podcast. So a ton of great content headed your way soon. Appreciate your time. I'm Brian Fenley.